This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, October 28, 2022. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, why whistleblowers are crucial to saving quality public services. More teachers are needed so climate change can be confronted. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. Union, Grandpa, Union, Grandpa, so tell me what did you do? Tell me what you do. Union, Grandpa, Union, Grandpa, so tell me what did you do? This is Radio Labour. Whistleblowing is one of the most crucial tools that can be used to ensure that public services are performed correctly. A whistleblower is a person, often an employee, who reveals information about activity within a public or private organization that is deemed illegal or immoral, illicit, unsafe, or fraudulent. The importance of protecting whistleblowers was highlighted at a recent conference organized by the International Labour Organization. The ILO is the UN agency focused on matters of work in the world. Delegates who participated in the conference were interviewed by media officers from Public Services International. The PSI represents 30 million public sector workers in 154 countries. One of the conference delegates who was interviewed was Krista Devine, the General Counsel and Branch Director for the Public Service Alliance of Canada, the PSAC. I think the primary challenge for public servants wanting to come forward when they see wrongdoing is they need to have confidence in the process that that is available to them to bring forward those those, um, problems, um, illegal activities, sometimes uh, public health threats, issues of national security, and they need to have uh, confidence that those institutions uh, will treat them fairly and that they will not be subject to reprisals. I think the most effective legislative schemes are those that provide for uh, effective interim relief to protect um, those who come forward and that uh, ensure that the burden of proof is not so unwieldy that they end up in litigation for years, if not decades, and lose their uh, living as, as a result. I think the most critical piece is that we move beyond speaking uh, to the value of whistleblower protection without providing effective frameworks. Uh, the experience in my own country is that we've had legislation in place for uh, 16 years now, and there's been very little reporting. In fact, reporting has been decreased, and those that come forward are not protected. I think we need to take this opportunity to learn from those countries that have put in more effective measures, particularly to protect whistleblowers as they come forward, to ensure that issues of public interest are brought forward and the um, public sector uh, goals are met. In Canada, it's uh, shocking when you actually look beneath the facade of the public sector uh, disclosure protections. In fact, uh, when you look at the various departments that have developed mechanisms for folks to come forward, you'll see that annually no one is coming forward, and as time has passed, fewer and fewer people are coming forward. 
and the Public Sector Integrity Commissioner uh, himself has recently reported that there's growing cynicism around uh, the uh, protections available to whistleblowers. There is unanimity that there is wrongdoing, but there is also great cynicism in coming forward to address those problems in the public service. Another delegate who participated in the ILO conference on whistleblowers was Michael Tull. Mr. Tull is Assistant National Secretary of Australia's Community and Public Sector Union, the CPSU. A key gap and a crucial gap for all of us is that whistleblowers or people who are thinking about being whistleblowers don't have protections and rights to get advice from a trade union. And we know from the research, we know from the Australian experience and from the international research that this is a crucial point. Where people can get advice from their trade union, they feel more confident and capable about making a disclosure if they need to do it. And if they do make a disclosure, they're much, uh, they are safer and more likely to be successful and not suffer reprisals. So one of the key things that I've come to this meeting for is to make the case and make the argument that in a future global standard, it must identify and address that particular point. Workers should have the right, a protected right, to get advice and support from their union when they, when they are considering being a whistleblower. Teachers globally recognize the urgency of transforming education systems to respond to the climate crisis. That is Johanna Yara Ostrand, a vice president of Education International's executive board representing the European region. She is also the president of the Swedish Teachers Union. Education International, EI, is the global union which represents 33 million teachers and other education workers around the world. Ms. Yara Ostrand was speaking at a recent EI conference in support of the global union's Teach for the Planet campaign. We are faced with an existential crisis, like we had a battle for our lives. And the education sector must play its role in the struggle to protect both the current and future generations and sustain our planet. By taking a lifelong learning approach from early childhood education to adult and higher education, learners will be empowered to contribute to solutions. With our global Teach for the Planet campaign, teachers have been calling for immediate reforms to ensure that education systems are fit for purpose in the context of the climate emergency. Already, children, students, teachers and communities, especially girls, people with disabilities, indigenous peoples, and those in countries who have contributed the least to causing climate change are being severely impacted. The effects of climate change, such as heat waves, floods, and extreme weather events are threatening students' right to quality education and teachers' right to decent working conditions. Our manifesto on quality climate change education for all outlines a vision where all education institutions are safe, climate resilient and sustainable. Every student receives quality education in the context of climate crisis through well-funded public education systems that prioritize climate education in curricula, teacher training and policy. And 
that every teacher is supported and enabled to teach for climate action, providing students with skills, knowledge and attitudes to live sustainably, adapt to climate uh, impacts and hold policymakers accountable to reduce carbon emissions and center climate justice. We are therefore thrilled about the development of the Greening Education Partnership. This is a unique opportunity for governments to commit to bold comprehensive action to make their education systems climate smart. And on behalf of, the teach of teachers across all regions, I urge every government here today to commit to the partnership and earmark the necessary resources to enable green education. On crucial component of the partnership is to commit to building teachers' capacity and readiness to teach for climate action. This is critical. A recent EI UNESCO service showed that approximately 90% of nearly 60,000 teachers surveyed believed it was important to teach about the severity of climate change, but only 40% felt confidence to teach about the topic. And to provide quality education in the context of the climate crisis, teachers of all subjects and grades need quality training for climate education, both through pre-service and professional development opportunities. Teachers also need the enabling conditions and support to provide climate education. This includes quality teaching and learning resources, opportunities for collaboration and innovation, professional autonomy, and time. In Sweden, we have several examples of teachers who use their spare time to develop teaching materials and pedagogical tools to contribute to the collegial learning and knowledge for climate education. I mean, it's wonderful that teachers take the lead in developing teaching and resources, but it would be even better if government guaranteed time for teachers to develop climate education with colleagues as part of their job within working times. You can find more information about EI's Teach for the Planet campaign at ei-ie.org. Here with his report about union events is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week our top story section included links to coverage of the ways in which Australian footballers and their union are trying to draw attention to labor and other human rights violations in Qatar in the lead up to the World Cup. Strikes by Iranian workers in a broad range of industries as they move to support anti-regime protesters and calls for an end to attacks on labor rights defenders in the Philippines. We also carried news of the nurses' strike in New Zealand, the persecution of the head of the Fiji Trade Unions Congress, and how Sri Lankan workers are responding to skyrocketing inflation. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found news items about how the new Australian federal budget will impact working women, a safety strike by South African nurses, and the graduation of the first class of women welders from a union-sponsored training program in the Philippines. A small sample of the stories appearing on our Health and Safety page in Newswire this week includes the toll that workplace violence is having on Canadian healthcare workers, the monumental corruption that is largely responsible for the deaths of hundreds of workers at the Qatar World Cup construction site, and more union reactions to the deaths of 41 Turkish miners. 
Our current photo of the week is of Guatemalan union members risking their lives by marching to demand an end to attacks on trade unionists, including the assassination of prominent labor activists. LaborStart hosts online solidarity actions at the request of unions around the world. This week, we'd like to highlight an urgent appeal for online solidarity with trade union activists in Turkey, where workers at a tobacco products factory who were sacked en masse when they joined a union affiliated with the DISC, Central Labor Federation. If you can spare just a few seconds, you can do your part in this struggle by sending a solidarity message. Look for details of this and other campaigns on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from LaborStart, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Australia's Victorian Trade Union Choir with You Knew, Grandpa, You Knew. Listen to our daily newscasts and features at radiolabor.net. I'm Mark Belanchet. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.